Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, friends. Welcome to this week's podcast. My guest today is Stephanie Pleka. She has a God story to share with us about her own journey of how comparing herself to others created this identity crisis. And she's going to give us a glimpse of when we allow others' expectations to determine who we are versus being the person God created us to be. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was reading Stephanie's book. She has written and published a book called Living Your Best Life, which, ladies, this is such a great read. Humorous and funny, and her personality just shined right through the pages. And I've never read a book where I'm actually laughing out loud. And so naturally, I reached out to Stephanie and I said, hey, come on my podcast. I would love for you to share your God story, your testimony with us. And she's got a passion and a heart for other women to know God and have this hope that only Jesus can bring us. So just kind of share a little backstory about yourself and then just go right into sharing all the stuff that you have for us. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, being a mom is so crazy. You know, you start out and you're like single, you go from college, you get married, and, uh, you know, everyone's story is different. But for me, you know, I'd prayed for so long, you know, to get to marry the right guy and to have the kids and the, the white picket fence. And then when you get them all and they don't like the food you make and there's green beans yeah. flying everywhere and you're sitting in the kitchen, you know, and the kids are crying and you don't know why. And you're like, how did I get here? Like, what happened? Did I pray for this? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you feel bad for like wanting to like, I take it back, God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I found myself in a situation where I had started a video production company a few years earlier and, you know, it was exciting. I really enjoyed corporate life, but I was ready to sell my business. And I, I was pregnant with baby number four and I was going to go home and woohoo, live the good life. And when I got there, I just couldn't believe how hard it was. You know, I had never had to potty train my kids because someone else did. And wow, teach them how to read. I, mean, I was like, yeah, this yeah. is so much harder than working. You can go to work and, you know, people pat you on the back or kick you in the rear, but you knew where you stood and why. And then you come home. Yeah. And it's just a lot of, a lot, a lot of Legos in the floor and all the things. I and I began I, to compare myself to others. I looked yeah. to the left and the right, uh, you know, instead of God, the creator who intricately made me and in such detail and saying like, this is your personality. And, you know, are you a lefty or a righty? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Like all those things. And so I sat on the end of my bed one day and I was just crying and I'm just not that big of a crier, but I sat there and I was like, life has to be better. Like it just has to be. I'm this, I'm tough, you know, I'm a, I'm a Southern girl and you know, we don't take things lying down. We, we push and we get back up when we fail, we re reroute. And I thought, what is happening to me that I can't handle this? 
And I sat on the end of my bed and my husband was like, why don't you write? Why don't you just start writing to get an outlet, you know, just to put your thoughts on a blog. And as I did, like how many ways to cook a chicken, you know, all the things that maybe another mom would want to know, I would start Mm -hmm. writing it like this worked for me. This didn't what worked for one child didn't work for the other. I was like, what? And so I felt like I was sort of that person, dear Abby, you know, I would write something and then people would start writing me. What about responsibility charts and chores for different ages and stages? And so that's how I began writing. And yeah, that's great. You got responses and feedback. So then, you know, okay, like there are some needs here. (laughs) Absolutely. Because when you think about it as a mom, it's so easy to think you're the only one. You're the only one going through this situation that no one else is. You feel isolated and vulnerable. And the last thing you want to do is go out and find a tribe of people who you put your hand out to say, like, this is what's going on with me. And most people, a a good friend would say, oh, girl, me too. Like they would hold your vulnerability in their hands and pray for you and remind you to get back up and try again. And they would hold you accountable. They would laugh, cry with you. But then there's Mm -hmm. some who would take that and say, oh, really? Tell me more. And they want to gossip. So you have Mm -hmm. to find those really good women who will, what I call my hoot and holler section. You know, they're Mm -hmm. kind of, for me, it's like my grits night girls, girls raised in the South. You've got to have those girls who catch you when you fall. Yeah. And I was having trouble finding those. So I had gone from corporate life back into mommy land. And I was like, wow, you know, they got their strollers at the park. And like, where do I fit in? So I began Mm -hmm. to reach out. And the first girl I reached out to was not a good one, you know, and you just have to kind of be the gatekeeper to your own life. And as soon as I said something like, hey, I'm having trouble, you know, my little, my little one's not walking yet. And Should he? Because I had this one kid, he was like 16 months old before he started walking. Well, of course you're like, something's wrong. What is it? And of course she was like, yep, something probably is. And the kid just didn't want to walk. You just put him down and he'd start crawling. It was just easier. You know, he was born, he was 10 pounds, two ounces. I'm like, okay. So she begins to start saying things like, these are probably all the things wrong with him and you freak out. And, and then she's telling you all like, oh, my kid, knows Japanese. And, and I'm thinking he's still drinking from a sippy cup, you know, and I look out in the backyard and my kid was eating dirt. <laughs> I was like, Oh my Lord. Oh, wow. Yeah. The comparison can start so early on, can it? And I just got to back up a little bit because when you're saying it's harder to be a mommy at home, there's so much of that you're not in control. You know, your kids are jumping up and down. They're doing what they do as kids. And you just feel like you got to be more in control, right? You entertain and feed. And so there's a lot more responsibilities, multitasking. You're right. And let me clarify, it's being, it's being a mom is hard in any aspect, whether you work or stay home or do both or single moms. Oh Lord, don't let me get started on that. I can't even, my hat goes off to these these women, but it's just, it's not easy. You know, you've got the teens that roll their eyes and they only come out when they, you know, you Mm -hmm. feed them. They're like a persnickety cat. (laughs) When just a few years earlier, they were that sweet spot of life where they were just so like, mommy, you're a princess and they're skipping around and 
you know, every season comes with difficulty. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it does. But here's the thing. I was comparing myself to others as a measuring stick of success. Am I doing it good enough? You know, I was trying to achieve and show my worth and think that the to-do list was my boss. I thought, oh, if I didn't get all of these items checked off the to-do list, then I did not accomplish. And that showed my worth, like how far I got down it. But sometimes having that conversation, you know, at one in the morning with that teen who's just now starting to open up or the littles that are on the floor with Legos, you know, sometimes that to-do list, when you spend time with humans, there's no box to check. And we have to decide what is the meaning of life. It's about community and connection and finding great people to do it with. It's taking those hard times when the kids are in Target and that little one looks like when you said no to him, that he lost every bone in his body, you know, and he hits the ground just squalling and you're like, you get those judgmental eyes. And you've just got to look the other way. You can't look left or right. You've just got to know what your mission is. Maybe you took him during lunch and you were desperate during nap time and you took him and that's why they're acting crazy. You just have to do what you have to do. But each season is just for a moment. Good or bad, it won't last forever. Mm -hmm. So good. And there's a lot today. I think with comparison, even more so with the moms, with social media, Pinterest, trying to make their kids' Valentine cards just look like a picture perfect and everything else. And I didn't have that necessarily when I my kids were little. And so there's just, I think, a, a little more of that comparison. And you're right about just staying focused on who you are as a parent. So that kind of brings us into that identity, right? The comparing will ruin the true identity that Christ gave you. You know, you're the mom to those kids and he didn't put you as a mom to these other kids, but you're a mom to your kids. And he called you to that. That's your ministry for that time being. And so you just got to keep on with mission and not compare and look at what other moms are doing. So talk about the expectations, people pleasing and all that. Oh, absolutely. You know, growing up for me, I mean, sometimes your past tells you that finances equal lacking or marriage equals failure. I mean, we grow up and there's a lot of goodness. We have to look back and go, okay, some things we have to look at our journey and turn that pain into a platform. Of change. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know how it is when you're growing up and maybe you're awkward or you're in that segment of high school. Are you the band kid or the goth kid or the athlete? Or, you know, you're always trying to fit in and figure out where you are. And for me, I, you know, there's the mom that's got the best snacks. Yes. You know, those moms, you're like, where, where do you get that purse? Like <laughs> they pull it out and they've got the fruit yeah. and socks and that sword the kid needed and some outfit they needed for school. And you're just like, wow, I want one of those. Like the mom got up super early and had two hours to prepare the kid's lunch. (laughs) Wow. Can you imagine? No way. Not me. (laughs) I was skidding into carpool hot, you know, there was low fuel in the car and you're wearing boxers and and, and flip flops. And you're like, please, God, don't let the car die right here in the car. Pajamas on and uh, that's it. Yep. 
Yes. So, you know, in life, we just, it's so easy to compare. We look left and right and we're like, oh, what is she doing? Or we have these little like antennas where you walk into a room, maybe the PTA, and no one says hello. And you're like, oh, I don't belong here. Oh, this is not my place. This is not where I should be. Or someone makes a snippy remark in the grocery store line and we take it personal. But most of the time, none of this is about us. But we pull it in and we take it like it's about us. And we think we don't belong. We feel rejected. I did a a mom's night out last year and I had them after registration write anonymously on a huge window the lie that they tell themselves. Oh Oh my gosh. I thought maybe a few will because they'll be embarrassed or won't want to say But my goodness, on so many sticky notes and every handwriting and every color, it said, I am not enough. And, you know, even to this day, it breaks my heart because, you know, they're saying I'm not enough, but enough what? It's like the devil's trying to set us up for failure because we don't even know how to combat Mm -hmm. that. Like not enough, like you're not a great cook or you're not a, you know, whatever. But we hear this lie that I'm just not enough. And God created us to be like, you know, peas and carrots to our kids, like peanut butter goes to jelly. Like he created us to be the mom to that kid. And so whether we got that kid through in vitro or adoption or foster or raising our sister's kid, you are the mom to them for that hour and you are feeding into their lives for that season. And you're creating these little humans that are going to go out into the world and be productive citizens and throw color on the world and be a blessing and leave a legacy. So I want the mom to know that they matter every step of the way, everything they're doing in all the facets, even when it looks like it's so minuscule and you're sitting there thinking, does anyone care? God does. And he has a plan for your life and it is for good and not evil, to give us a future and a hope. In Matthew, it says, God looks up and he sees all the sparrows hanging on a wire. Each one of them so, you know, obscure sitting up there in our fast traffic of the day coming and going. God sees the sparrows and not one falls without him not knowing it. Not one falls that he doesn't see it. Not one tear is shed that he doesn't catch it. How much more significant are you and what you're doing? It matters, all of it. So never give up. Do not give up because the blessing is coming. So good. And it's a reminder too that it's the smallest things that matter. Your kids are going to look back on those small moments, those walks and those talks that you had, not the fancy snacks and the lunch or rest to the nines going to school. Mommy dressed me so well. They're going to remember the things that matter, the eternal things, the things that are going to last forever. It's the love. It's the caring. It's the nurturing that the words and the actions that you do for your kids, that's the thing that they're going to cherish and remember I know for me, those are the things. And even now my kids are teenagers. They'll talk about those words that I had said long time ago of, oh, mommy, remember when you said this? And that really encouraged me to go do that. And 
I forget, but they remember. And they're not as teenagers saying, wow, I loved my lunch and <laughs> my Valentine card that I sent to the classroom was the best one. They're really not going to remember all that. So kind of ease the pressure off the moms these days that feel like they have to do everything perfect and it has to be grand and it has to be big. And because in the big scheme of everything, that does not matter with your kids. It doesn't matter to the Lord. And I want to say us women, we are enough because we have God inside us. So if God's inside us, God, God's enough and he's living inside of us, empowering us, giving us power through his Holy Spirit. So he is alive and living inside of us. So we are enough because he is enough. That is exactly yeah. true. You know, God died on the cross for our sins. He gave us grace. Mm -hmm. And grace means it's something you can't earn. Mm -hmm. It's it's just given to you whether you deserve it or not. And oftentimes our kids are giving it to us every day mm -hmm. and we don't give it to ourselves. We can learn lessons from them because they don't care what kind of car we're driving. You know, growing up, I didn't feel like, oh, what is our socioeconomic level? You, I was loved, right? We as moms are the hub of communication. Mm -hmm. We are the boss. And when we come in, our tone sets the tone for the house. Our attitude, whether we think, you know, we can turn lemons into lemonade or we're just like, oh, the sky's blue today and you just complain about everything. And oftentimes mm -hmm. we have lots to complain about, but our tone, our attitude really sets the day. I had a couple of things I wanted to, like some steps to create yeah. In order to make you feel like that you're enough and for you to believe that you're enough, it's easy to say, hey, mom, you're enough. And then we're like, yeah, yeah. And we put the little guilt cloud above our head like we tie our shoes and we walk to the car and yeah. do the thing for the day. I want to give a, a few steps on how to create that place in your lives where you do feel like you're enough. So for me, step number one would be to create breathing room. Now, breathing room for me, that is that place between the road and the cliff's edge that if you pad yourself with enough margin, to me, that looks like preparing the night before. It's amazing when, you know, one of the kid's little shoes or your teenage son, he can't find his tennis racket or the shoe is by the mailbox. And somehow it just puts you into like a chaotic mm -hmm. mode for the next day. And it already, if you own the morning, you own the day. And so if we can pad ourselves with some breathing room to have a little prevention, lay out the clothes the night before, just, you know, make sure that there's mm -hmm. gas in the car. I mean, there's so many things that if we have things laid out, then there's a little bit of traffic on the 101. It's like, I got this. Now it won't be like that always, but if it can be that way more like 70% of the time, so then we're winning. And the second thing I would say is to set boundaries. Sometimes it's easy to say yes to everything, but when we say yes to everyone, we say no to ourselves. We say no to our family. We say no to our kids, time with them. So set, establish boundaries. Sometimes people think, oh, you're trying to keep me out. Well, no, a boundary is set so people can see where the line is drawn in the sand and if someone goes over that line, they're a trespasser and there are consequences. And when you establish boundaries, there's actually a freedom in it. 
It's like my puppy. When he goes out to the yard, he's looking for where am I going to get shocked? Where is that consequence? But if he sees those little red flags of boundaries, he's like comfortable and running around in freedom, knowing where his face is. So that's what I wanted to leave with the moms that you have got this. You are the boss. You can write your own story. We can either be a victim thinking, oh, these kids, I'm a slave to them and all the things they want to do. We can create and set up steps for them not to say, hey, mom, we need to run to CVS at 759. I need poster board for tomorrow. Give them responsibilities and what Mm -hmm. you expect of them. Because to me, it's all about being a team. Mom's not here to be the slave or the maid. We're a team. And on Sunday nights, we have meetings, family meetings to discuss what's ahead, who's responsible for what. And it's amazing what preventative care can do. So we own the day. It sets the tone and creates the mood and the attitude for the family. So good. And it takes that burden off of us to have to be superhero. We can't do it all. And giving kids responsibilities, like you're saying, of the preparation before the week allows your kids to have that responsibility to say, oh yeah, I need poster board. I have a project due on Thursday. So that means I need the poster board on Tuesday. And having that preparation time, wow, that is so good advice. Yeah, that would definitely prevent that chaos that can happen each and every day. And you're giving your kid that responsibility, learn and to train for even more responsibility as they get older and when they're in college and you're helping them because you're not going to be there in their dorm, in their college dorm with them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're teaching them to fly. And if we don't teach them to fly and give them responsibility, it's really a disservice to them. So really the gift of saying like, hey, Let's learn all the things so when it's time to fly, you'll be prepared and have all the resources. And there is safety and yet freedom in that. Definitely. Thank you so much, Stephanie, sharing your wisdom with us. And where can the listeners contact you and connect with you and hear all the other stuff you have and also your book, Living Your Best Life? You guys, you have to read this. It is so funny. And she has so much truth and so much wisdom in it. Being a mom, being a woman, being a friend is just loaded with some great insights. And I loved it. Made me laugh out loud, a a belly laugh out loud. So (laughs) out loud. Well, we all need that. We all need to laugh. Yeah. It's good medicine for the soul for sure. And I just wanted to remind the mom that you're not just a mom. You're so many other things. You know, you're a girl with lots of responsibilities, playing a lot of roles, Mm -hmm. and we're always someone, someone. But just to get out there and remind them to, you know, take a breath, walk around the lake, take a hike, go in the backyard and eat your favorite chocolate and don't share it. Like, find something for you to just take a breath and remember who you are as a human, that you have a story to write, that you have goals and dreams that you want to chase. So I just want to remind you that life is a mess, but it's also a masterpiece.
Awesome. Well, where can people connect with you, Steph? Yes, uh, stephaniepletka.com. That's P-L-E-T-K-A. And then at Stephanie Pletka on all social media. Awesome. And you can get your book, Living Your Best Life, on Amazon. Absolutely, where any books are sold. All right. Well, thank you for coming on here and sharing your God story with us. Thank you for having me. I just love moms. If I could just go to a coffee shop and tell war stories and share and cry and laugh, that's just my favorite day. They're my favorite people. Well, thanks listeners for coming on here and stay tuned for the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth She Speaks Life. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.